I will want my wonder person. I will. <laughs> what is up, motherfuckers? It's your favorite Half Naked Thought episode 19 of Half Naked Thoughts. It's felt like forever since I've been here because it's. It's been forever since I've been here. I've been neglecting you guys and this podcast. Not that anyone cares because I'm not relevant anymore, more than likely. <laughs> I missed one episode. You're like, who the fuck are you? Um, and sorry, but I've been trying to adjust lately to what my life has been, which has been completely different than what it was when I started this podcast. So I kind of just want to be transparent with you guys, considering that I told y'all my deepest, darkest secret last week. Have not promoted that. Have not anything because I'm kind of like scared to whatever. Listen to it if you want to, whatever. But if you don't, I will be mad because. uh. So the reason why I have not been, you know, promoting and actively on the Instagram and talking to you guys every week, whatever, is because. Like I said, I've been adjusting to my new life, and that sounds way more dramatic, I think, than what it actually is. So I kind of wanted to like to tell you guys what has been going on that I've not talked about when I was, you know, every week promoting and stuff. So I guess this kind of has to go into the whole how I survived quarantine kind of thing. And this is very last minute, considering that my guest. This episode has canceled on me and was supposed to be a guest last week and it was supposed to be a guest two weeks before that and it's just not happened, which, you know, whatever, life fucking happens, I'll deal with it, but it just makes my life harder, but who cares? Who cares about me? So, oh, when quarantine first started, guys, uh, was like, what, March of 2020? Was it March 2020? I think so, something like that. Um, obviously everyone was freaking out and we had, we heard that we were all going to get these like stimulus checks and whatever, we were going to be good. That's fine. Blase, blase, blah, blah, blah. But for me, I lost all three of my jobs and I was like, fuck, I need to figure something else out. And I couldn't get through to unemployment. So I was like, Hey, I'm just going to find like a, a fucking job to whether it's minimum wage or something, I'm going to find something to be able to like sustain myself and be able to, you know, live my life in the best way that I possibly could. So in March of 2020, I found a job cleaning houses for a minimum wage. And I didn't, let me not take credit. I didn't find this job. Someone sent me a Craigslist ad. Hey, you should apply for this job. It's going to be minimum wage. And granted, minimum wage in Colorado is like, at, at that time, it was like 12 something dollars. So if you're from like, you know, Oklahoma or somewhere where the standard of living isn't as high, that might seem like a lot. But here we're living in a only decent apartment in Colorado Springs costs you between a grand to 13 grand. That's not that much whatsoever. So I was sent a Craigslist ad um, to be literally like a a housemaid to go clean houses, whatever, right? And it's going to sound super shitty, but it was an ultimate ego check for me where I was like, fuck, dude, like cleaning people's houses doesn't sound super tight. I'm having to literally scrub someone's toilet, make their bed for them, whatever. These people that are not really greatly being affected by the pandemic. And it was honestly an ego check. I absolutely, like for minimum wage, like you, like you, Cinderella type shit, right? 
So I started doing that. I would have to wake up at 8 a.m. every fucking morning and work until about 6, sometimes 7 or 8 o'clock, driving all around North Colorado Springs, cleaning these big-ass homes and being treated like shit. And not shit like people were talking down to you, but I remember some of these people that didn't remember me. I was their bartender at some point, and now that I was their maid... I was spoken to very differently by them and not even really like looked at in the eyes when spoken to kind of thing. And it was crazy to me because I remember seeing how like low these checks were. And I'm talking like three to four hundred dollars. And I was felt like I was working so fucking much. And there were women that I was working with that took care of children and their families and themselves making this type of money and that's something that i didn't like quite understand because i'm like first of all how are you able to sustain yourself and other or multiple human beings at that point but just in general like not being able to afford yourself any luxuries um and even if you had like great saving skills there's no way that you were saving enough to do like a great amount for yourself so blah 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 i end up Randomly, I was not able to get into the unemployment website all the way through uh, to be able to get unemployment or so I thought because randomly I got an email and I got the fucking card that you get for unemployment um, where like all of unemployment is going to go to this card type shit. So I'm like, okay, cool. So along with unemployment and working that shitty ass job, I was making pretty decent money. So the way that I was working was I was taking all the unemployment money, I was putting it into a savings not a savings account because I didn't want to be like charged for pulling money out, but I was putting all the unemployment money into a different uh, checkings account with a different bank and I was not touching that money. And then with my like literal chump change, not to like, you know, talk down on the amount of money that anyone makes working or anything, the money that I was making from the uh, cleaning job was what I was spending, right? So I was working five to six times a week, making minimum wage, but I was working under the table. So to me, it felt, I was was like, yeah, I'm making pretty decent money, blah, 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 right? So that goes all the way until about like, what, August? Um, So August, things start to open up. I open up a new place here in town that's quite popping. And I actually got the news in Sturgis that I, I got a call saying, hey, you know what? Like, we want you to come work for here. Da, da, da. I was like, cool, tight. Well, the shitty thing is, though, is that when I was in Sturgis, I was like, okay, I'm going to return this phone call and we'll see what happens. And I returned the phone call because I got the voicemail because I was working. So I couldn't, like, actually pick up the phone. And so I uh, returned the phone call, don't get anything back. So I come back from Sturgis, I'm a few racks up. I'm like, you know, I'm okay, but, like, I still need to be able to pay for things, just move into a new house, um, have a lot more bills and expenses and having to fill this house, house with furniture and with things like that, being being able to care for myself, my dogs, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm thinking, okay, fuck, like, I need to find a job because I haven't heard from this place. And I think like two weeks after I got back, I got a job or a call from this place that was opening. Like, hey, you know, like, um, if you were down, like we want you to work here. Sorry, I haven't responded, but we didn't think that we had room for another bartender. 
But we think that we need another lively personality. Everyone that we've hired is kind of quiet, discreet, whatever. But we need someone that's like loud, energetic. And we think that's you. We would love for you to come work for us. It sounds really cool. Like, that's awesome. So life starts going around August 2020. Starts going back to normal. I'm training for this new job. There's a soft opening. It's busy as fuck. It's probably one of the better concepts here in Colorado Springs, seeing as this town, I think, is being forced to grow in terms of nightlife and like social activities and things like that to do because Colorado Springs does have near about half a million people here, which is a lot of people. But when you look at what there is or is not to do here, it seems like this is a small fucking town. So the place was popping. I was making outstanding money, having a great time, went back to one of my other jobs at View House. Um, and so I was working in this new job uh, called Kawadi and working at View House. And my third job, the mansion, finally opened. So I was working three jobs, making outstanding money, a ridiculous amount. And this was this was with restrictions as to um, capacity limits and all this stuff. And I was like, considerably like newly single so i was having the best time because i am coming from working a minimum wage job to getting up to getting my life back essentially and doing whatever the fuck that i want to do not having to be concerned or worry about a boyfriend or a shitty toxic relationship and so my life is great it's popping it's awesome i'm working one of the best jobs in town meeting so many new people making a bunch of money like having so much money put away and literally being able to like furnish the new house, buy myself new clothes, which I hadn't done in years, buy myself new shoes, which I hadn't done for years. And it was just fucking great, right? So around November time, though, things kind of start to change because numbers are spiking again. People are getting sick. Dear God, the pandemic of some flu-like shit, which that sounds like super insensitive. Oh, whatever. I'm just talking shit. My bad. <laughs> like, people died from it. I get it. I understand. Um, but, yeah, in, in November, uh, shit starts getting bad again. People start losing jobs, capacity limits at places like restaurants and bars and all that start going down again, and rules are getting strict once again. So it was the whole – and if I'm sure you all remember this. Like, it's not just me whining about this shit. Like, I'm sure everyone can – I mean, I never thought that being 24 years old, I remember being young, like in the early 2000s, like there being a depression and people like worrying about gas prices and worrying about how to pay for things and this and that. Like when you're young, you don't really like comprehend exactly what's going on. You just know that your parents are stressed or that stressful things are happening. And I never thought that being 24, 23 years old that I would have to ever experience a time in my life where I went through that as a young adult. I mean, we're like still figuring your life out not really knowing shit and then realizing like, holy fuck, there's no means for me to be able to go out and make my own money to pay my rent mortgage or feed myself or whatever the fuck or live my like own life. And I'm sure like even people that were older, 30, 40, 50, whatever, I'm sure no one thought that there would be a time in their life and their current life where they would experience that firsthand as an adult but we all did and i think we all grew from it whatever blah blah blah. but it was a scary moment for everyone right so in november 
<sighs> I'm gonna take a drink, dude. I'm going hardcore on this podcast right now. <laughs> just like I've been gone for two weeks, I'm coming back strong. And considering that I was supposed to have a guest tonight, we're gonna have a fun, hilarious, honestly episode planned, and then it's just like me alone. <sighs> Hopefully, this doesn't come out shit. Let me take a drink. Cheers. No one heard that. <laughs> Babe, why are you looking at me like that? Oh, got babe in the back. Okay, hold on. Cheers. Can you guys hear that? Hold on. Anyway, so November comes. Blah, blah, blah. I remember the day. It went down to, what was it, 10%? And I worked in Kauai that has a capacity of 450. Somewhere around that, people that were able to be in that building, like 10% is not shit, okay? Like you're not making any money there. You're not doing, like we were hanging out like, bro, what the fuck are we here for? And I remember starting to kind of panic because I was living alone. I had a whole mortgage to pay for. I had bills, two dogs, and a whole lifestyle that I had kind of set for myself. Of like, okay, this is how I'm going to live. This is how much I need to make, whatever. And I was making that and then some. And I'm thinking like, shit, dude. I had gone through like being able to sustain the lifestyle that I had created for myself. Bills kept coming and money wasn't coming in. So having to pay things off and having to drop money here and there. And like, you know, even when you cancel like memberships to places, you cancel something to here and there like that. It doesn't mean that you don't just stop paying for it. You usually have like a month or two, whatever. And I had so much money saved. It was honestly the best I had done for myself and my, my whole adulthood. And considering that, you know, it was a, pandemic at that current time i was incredibly proud of myself but to see the money slip away to see that like the savings and everything that i I had worked hard for while everybody was traveling and using that money to party and go do whatever and live their best life i was working a shitty ass job cleaning houses under the table and like saving all this unemployment but i will say though like honestly If anything, the pandemic taught me how to really fucking save money and how to take care of myself. And I don't think that there has had been any other like life experience that had taught me how to put so much money aside and to have enough self-control to like not go out and travel or blow money on like alcohol or just, you know, not doing shit. Um... I really didn't do much. I just worked every fucking day and I just watched the money grow and I almost became addicted to watching like my to watching my money stack higher and higher. But um during this time while I was freaking out over like losing all three jobs again and having no money come in again and having to worry about no longer splitting things 50-50 but trying to sustain myself I was like, what the fuck do I do? And I had a best friend at the time who was no longer a friend of mine. But I had a best friend at the time that was like, dude, you know what you should you should just get fucking like 
sugar daddies and and I was like, you know what? Fuck that shit. There's no way we all know what sugar babies do and how they get their money and how they make their living. And I knew exactly what she was doing. Okay. It wasn't just like going out, being someone's arm candy. None of that. It was escort-esque and shit. And I was like, fuck that. Like, there's no way that I would ever do something like that ever in my life. Especially someone being raised by like a single mom. I'm like taught to be super independent. You don't need a man type shit, blah, blah, blah. But uh, when I literally was like about to be negative on my account, needed a mortgage to pay, whatever. I was like, fuck it. You know, I would get like messages on Instagram like, you should, you know, I'm looking for a sugar baby and da 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 da. And I was like, yeah, fuck that. Never my thing ever. But I joined this website and seeing arrangement, whatever. I know so many girls are on it, but they're on it for completely wrong and disgusting. Uh, you know, I'm not going to like go to say disgusting, but like everyone, you know, whatever. No one is shaming anyone's work and whatever the fuck they do. I joined the website and I didn't touch it for forever. Didn't look at it. I just joined it. Didn't even check messages. Didn't nothing. Like it was like a sign up kind of thing. It's like, yo, you know, probably honestly high one day and just never looked at it. And then when I realized that I had like a few months to like pay my mortgage and I had no money to fucking do it, I remember just like hopping on the website one day and just looking at the messages and there were quite a few. I was like, this is just, this is fucking weird, right? But I opened one message and I was like, so, like, I, it was a message of, like, you know, well, like, you don't have to worry about anything ever and blah, blah, blah. And, like, um, just hit me up if you're interested. And my thing was straight up was, like, okay, I'm not doing anything with you. Nothing is ever going to be anything. I just need to be taken care of financially through this hardship that everyone's experiencing, blah, blah, blah. And this dude messages me back and was, like, what's your Venmo? Sends me $500 immediately. So at this time, I'm also trying to call the IRS to get my tax return because there's some issue with my phone number, my address, and I was basically going to rely on that to pay for my mortgage of that month. It ends up not working. I can't get through to the IRS, obviously, because everyone is like, you know, scrambling to get uh, their taxes so they can pay for bills, blase, blase. And I tell this guy about it, and he sends me another Five hundred dollars, and he asks me how much my monthly expenses were and how much that I needed, and he made it seem like, oh, you know what? I don't, you know, I, I will take care of you and da da da. So I'm, and this is before I'm meeting this guy, right? So I finally go and meet up with this guy, um, and kind of just tell him like, hey, you know what? Like, uh, I. I'm used to being self-sufficient and taking care of myself. And, you know, but with me losing all three jobs, it's really hard for me to do that. And I realize that I'm going to sound really shitty when it comes to this situation. But when he started telling me about himself, he starts telling me about how he's essentially emotionally vulnerable. How he got out of a um, breakup divorce type shit with two children and how he's just never been able to trust women and whatever and ever. And so for me, going into that situation, I'm thinking, okay, if I just tell this guy how much I want and just go, you know, give him company, whatever, then I'll get my bills and expenses paid for. 
But what I started realizing is that this guy is emotionally vulnerable as fuck. And if I could just play the game and play this fucker, and I know I'm going to burn in hell for this shit because it's absolutely horrible. But if I could manipulate this person into thinking that maybe there could ever be something between us, for as long as it took, I'd be able to take care of myself. And I realized, like, as, you know, literally nothing between he and I other than texting and dinner had ever gone down. He starts telling me, hey, you know what? Like, I see a lot of potential in you. And this was a business guy that was making ridiculous amounts of money, like 10 to 20 grand per week. Um, And this was like being in the legal marijuana industry. He starts telling me like, you know what? I see a lot of potential in you. I see who you are and who you can or cannot be. And I want to like mentor you and show you how to become successful on your own without me. So this had turned into a whole mentorship with it as well. Thinking, you know, what? if I can learn the tricks in the trade and this guy was giving me like six grand a month to pay for mortgage bills, additional things and whatever I asked for, I got. And dude, I, I did not like this guy. Okay. He was a good businessman. He made well for himself. He was just not someone that I was ever interested in ever with the way that he was with how mature he seemed. There was no way that any part of me wanted anything. So for me, yeah, I was being a shitty fucking person. I was playing this guy, um, lying to him and it was horrible. It was whatever. But what had me the most was this mentorship where I felt like if I could learn all these things from him, I would be able to move forward with my life aside from being a part of a service industry as a bartender where that's really all I had because there was no financial and job security and just being a bartender or working in the service industry. So <laughs> I'm like playing the fuck out of this guy, right? But Someone, uh, I have someone in my life. <laughs> uh, do I say a babe or no? <sighs> so Oscar's in my life. And at first, Oscar and I were just chilling or just whatever, hanging around, not really anything, right? And coming out of like a really shitty, crappy relationship. I'm thinking there's no absolute way that I'm going to be in relationship with someone for fucking years. I literally thought not until was I like 30 of this would that I would be in a relationship with somebody. So here I am playing this guy, getting my bills paid, trying to learn the tricks and the trade of the game and how to make myself a businesswoman and whatever, whatever. Do I have like someone that I'm chilling with? Well, the someone there was something with Oscar turns into something deeper than I thought it would ever be. And uh, it gets to a point to where I realize that I'm like catching feelings for this dude. I'm like, holy fuck, this is this does not seem right. Whether or not I'm lying to someone about how I feel or what I'm doing, this is no longer something that I'm able to sustain in and honestly, in my opinion, like how I feel about someone or how I felt or currently feel about Oscar was more important to me than getting my bills paid. 
So a few months go by and I'm like trying and I feel like, you know, this like sugar daddy slash mentor is stringing me along and how, uh, you know, and what he's teaching me and blah, blah, blah. And it was it was an immediate cutoff. It was fuck what you could teach me, could show me whatever, because it just didn't feel right to me. And so he was cut off. And like I said, me, this person and I did not get along like as friends are nowhere near the way the last girl and I did, right? So it was an immediate cutoff. So in that immediate cutoff, my life does a complete 180. I don't have a job. Um, I'm no longer like getting all my things paid for, my life paid for, and getting these allowances and whatever the fuck. And... I end up having to kind of go into panic mode because I'm having to sustain myself and catch up on bills and catch up on all these things and the lifestyle that I created for myself um, without having any income coming in yet again. And so, and this is the ending of this has been very recent to today. And <laughs> I have to find a new job. So I start working at the jo- one job that I was keeping while, you know, the whole thing when the tournament was happening. I start keeping, uh, you know, I, I have that one job. So, like, this is not going to be enough to sustain myself and whatever the lifestyle that I created for me. Um, and so, I had to find a new job. So, I found a new job. Thank you, whatever is up there in the sky and whoever the fuck you are, even if you are or are not real. And I find a new job. And it takes, like, a week of, sh- like, the hours here are ridiculous. It takes a week of training. And I'm back to sustaining myself on my own and I'm so blessed to have someone like Oscar to be able to be patient and like understanding and be the kind of person that he is to stick with me through I mean because not many people would do something like that to be able to stick through something like that with me and be there while I'm trying to transition into this new lifestyle of mine, being able to sustain myself yet again, because I'd never been someone that wasn't self-sufficient or couldn't sustain myself on my own. And so even the whole like having someone else pay for my life or whatever was new and different to me. And I felt like I was losing a part of myself. But I guess ultimately that's how that I had was able to survive COVID on my own was rethinking what survival was as an independent woman. And so I started training at this new place. And, you know, I'm really still only three weeks new there. And that's what, the, if that shows you, like, in, into perspective, how new this transition has been for me. And that's ultimately, you know, that having the second job with long, with honestly, like, long 10-hour shift hours, um, and maintaining, like, I guess, a relationship and, you know, maintaining the two jobs and, you know, being able to still go to the gym and go kickboxing and doing all the things that I love, why I've had such less time. And I'm, like, currently still in a transition of figuring out how I can do the things that I love and, and you know, get through being able to take care of myself. And like I said, if I didn't have, like, if I didn't have someone like Oscar next to me, there's no, there's absolutely no way that I would be able to figure it out. 
And um, so, yeah, I guess, guys, that's literally why that I feel like I've been neglectful of this podcast and been neglectful of something that was and still is a passion of mine. Like, I want to get back to a point in life where I'm able to have like a set schedule and know exactly what I want to talk about and have fun doing this again. And I'm just, like I said, I'm just transitioning. I'm still figuring it out and I'm still figuring out how to do all of these things and being able to manage my time with having no time. I have no time. And that's like cool, but I don't know. I just kind of wanted to be transparent with you guys, like where I am in life and why I am in like in this place in life. And that's absolutely okay. But I just want, I don't want this to feel like it's becoming a chore. I want it to still be something that I am crazily passionate about. And I think that when it, I think that in August, when I leave to go work at Surges and I leave to do all this and I have a lot more stress lifted off my shoulders because, I mean, whether or not anyone wants to admit it, like financial issues are such a big cause of stress in a single independent person or a couple's person personal life. Financial stress is a really big issue and it's something that I've been dealing with. And like, I'm honestly blessed to like be able to have experience and like see what it's like to live that type of lifestyle but that's not what my life is or and I don't think that's anything that I wasn't meant for although it was good to experience it so I do think that in August I am going to take around a month break to be able to really reevaluate you know my schedule my time my passions and things like that because it still blows my mind today that anyone listens to me and that anyone cares what I have to say. And the fact that people, multiple people and like so many random places have come up to me and they're like, Hey, I listen to you. Like it blows my fucking mind because this podcast was an idea during COVID thinking of how to utilize OnlyFans without doing porn and making money. And it's something that I would still like to put a lot of energy and effort into but I don't want it to be shitty effort. I don't want it to be a chore. I don't want it to be something that I come in and bullshit with you guys every day. And I don't want to feel like that I have to rely on guests and whatever. But if I am tired and exhausted and I walk up on this podcast and I give a shitty fucking episode to me, that's fucking bullshit. And I don't want anything that I put out to be trash. And I know for a fact that I have had episodes that I've put out that are fucking trash and I just put them out just to put them out. But I don't want to fucking do that shit because I actually care about this podcast. And so I don't know. I just wanted to be transparent and tell you guys what has led me up to this point, why you've not seen me post or advertise this podcast up to this fucking point. And that's what it fucking is. My life has gone through so many 180s in the past six to eight months. It's been fucking ridiculous from going to just nearly single to thriving with three jobs to having to rely on someone else for you know through a financial hardship to being in like the healthiest relationship I've ever been in and you know refiguring myself out again I'm definitely still in a brand new transition and I hope that you guys can understand that like that's just what it is right now um I just didn't I don't know. I'm kind of happy that I'm a guest canceled today. So I, so I could kind of fucking say that not as an excuse of like, of this is why I haven't been so active and, you know, 
episodes out every week. And really it's only been like, what, two weeks, but I haven't even like talked about or discussed the last, podca- last podcast or anything. I've had so much going on in my fucking mind where I'm losing my shit, breaking down and crying, whatever. And not for anyone to feel sympathy for me or anything. We all fucking go through it. But like, I don't want to put bullshit out there on my name. I don't want to create content and it be bullshit with my name behind it. I just don't want to fucking do it. I've done it before and I feel like shit every fucking time. And with me getting back to being my strong, independent fucking self, I don't want to do that any fucking more. So, like I said, in August, maybe a little bit afterwards, I'm going to really kind of just take a break. Let my life settle so that this doesn't seem like a chore. And then I will get back to it with well thought out, written, written content for people, you guys, to enjoy. And yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. I just felt like that I had to say this. And uh, I don't know. I feel like if honestly, dude, I feel like this podcast has brought me a lot of growth. Um, within myself <laughs> because it's it's hard to like talk to people about personal issues um when you know that there could be someone sitting directly in front of you judging you whatever the fuck you're saying and how you feel um but speaking into a microphone and knowing that the people that support me the most are people that I have no idea like even listen to me or followed me or whatever even though like it's such a small like f- like amount of followers i don't know has helped me like grow in feeling like there are people that understand me and follow me and think that it's okay to be who i am and why the way that i am and um yeah so i guess i should also say thanks to the people that have like literally come up to me or messaged me being like i totally agree with you i feel with you this this and that like I don't want to put like a small amount of energy into something that has made me feel like that has made me like grow into a better person or help me heal certain areas of myself and my life. So I'm getting teary eyed. This is fucking no homo. Not that it is gay to cry, but like I don't like that shit. So I'm gonna take a drink <laughs> right now. Uh, cheers one more time. So guys. Thank you so much for, since January 29th, I have started the Half Naked Dots podcast, and my life since then has been absolutely nuts, up, down, left, right, side, side, fucking whatever the fuck. Thank you for listening and supporting me, and I don't know, like, I don't, I don't want this to seem like I think that I'm, like, some big creator and whatever, whatever, but, like, even if it's just, like, one people, five people, ten people. Thank you guys so fucking much because like this platform and being able to like even escape through through the bullshit that I've been through or whatever. I don't know. Fucking thanks to the people that have canceled on me. No hard feelings <laughs> because it's giving me opportunities like today where I've talked about real deep emotional shit where I feel more in tune with the people that listen to me. So, guys. This is episode 19 on Half Naked Thoughts with your favorite Half Naked Thought. I will talk to you guys so soon. I love all of you. Good night, everybody.